following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome back. Happy Wednesday. It's another week of football talk revolving around fantasy aspects. Uh, I am your co-host for the show, Kyle Rainey, joined as always by Mr. Gary Hall. Gary, how the hell are you? I am fantastic on this fantastic show. We've got some interesting stuff today. Um, I'll be the first one to say it. I'm a hater of pro football focus, uh, so I purposely went out and grabbed their top 75 list. Uh, So I want to see and dissect what I agree with, what I disagree with on their top 75 PPR rankings. Um, However, we do have some news to get to first. Uh, Going back over the weekend, the Pittsburgh Steelers host former first-round pick safety Malik Hooker. Um, Not a bad player if he can stay healthy. Yeah, he just unfortunately could not stay on the field and just had some bad luck. He's, He's missed more games, I think, than he's been able to play in his career, and he's got the talent there. Um, it would be a great great addition to a good Steelers secondary already, uh, but not a great secondary addition here. The Vikings have signed Basad, or Bashad Breland, cornerback, uh, not a good corner, joining a not great secondary. Yeah, um, I'm not I have, I'm not a fan of Bashad Breland, and I know a good friend of mine is also not a big fan of him either. Is it Jamin? Yeah. Can't <laughs> stand him. You know what I was thinking? Uh Malik Hooker, if he doesn't sign with the Steelers, he should look at San Francisco. Uh, I mean, they already signed one. Yeah, but still. Although they did lose one today as well. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. I mean. uh, the New England Patriots are turning over first-team reps to Mac Jones. McCorkle Jones. I'm not surprised. Uh, well, we talked about that Friday. I know we were a little hazy at the time, but Cam Newton has hurt his hand. He's out until at least the start of camp. Yeah, he dinged his hand on a helmet in one of the follow-throughs. Yes. Uh, so Cam Newton being out till camp, McCorkle Jones. They said he's looked good, and then I've heard other reports that he Jones. Should. Yeah, I've heard that he's looked very good, and I've heard that his accuracy, even when he underthrows or, or or throws behind his receivers, he goes and addresses them immediately with them, and he lets them know like, hey, that's on me. Yeah. Um, which is a great leadership quality to have. Jones is a player you and I were high on for that reason. Right. I've I've heard mixed there were mixed reports so. Uh, the big news from this week on Sunday morning, this dropping, I was in, uh, in the middle of the woods hiking. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons have sent Julio Jones in a sixth round pick in 2023 to the Tennessee Titans for a second round pick in 2022 and a fourth rounder in 2023. Quite honestly, I don't know who wins this trade. Uh, in my opinion, I think the Titans win the trade considering it's only a second round pick and they're getting... Julio, who's towards the end of his prime, but still could be, at le- for at least the next two. Well, or so three. here's the thing. Immediately, yes, the, the I would say yes, the Titans do win that. However, the most recent drafts have shown that you can still get viable, good receivers in right. the top three rounds. This is one of those drafts where everyone's still up in the air because people sat out this year, people got injured this year. Who knows? A Clemson guy we both liked, Justin Ross, yep. who was projected a top ten receiver. 
coming off of a serious injury, could be a second-round target now for Atlanta. Does Justin Ross step into a Calvin Ridley role with Ridley expanding to possibly a Julio role? Right. I think the Titans are sort of getting in the win-now mindset. Correct. Um, it doesn't help the fact they don't have a defense. Um, listener of the show, uh, Sam McCoy. I believe it's Sam McCoy. I apologize, Sam, if I got your name wrong. But Sam reached out to me actually on Facebook yesterday. Him and his friends were discussing this. And he asked me what my thought process were. And I told him flat out, listen, Tennessee's made themselves a viable contender in the AFC, but I don't think that it's the end-all be-all because their defense is still light years away from what the rest of the top of the AFC is. Right. Um, but, yeah, so the Julio Jones trade, the real earth-shattering news this weekend. Um, the San Francisco 49ers have signed former Baltimore Ravens safety Tony, Tony Jefferson, a guy who's a really good tackler, uh, Always played very solid and just hasn't stayed healthy. Hasn't been on the field since the torn ACLs in 2019. Um, but looking like he might get a shot to start there. Could get a shot. Um, but like I said, if like Malik Cooker doesn't sign with uh, the Steelers, I think Malik Cooker's an immediate starter as long as he stays healthy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think Jefferson's a possibility of doing it. And now uh, we'll jump a little ahead here. The 49ers did lose two starters today. Um trying to pull those names. Uh, offensive tackle, he started at left tackle actually for them last year. Justin School, uh, torn ACL, expected to be done for the year. And safety, Tavarius Moore, torn Achilles, done for the year. Both in the same practice. Achilles is pretty bad. Yeah, especially that's for safety, those... that's something that's a burst problem going forward. Yeah, and um, he'll never have the same um, same type of uh, stride stride, or like agility or be able to turn it down. What's goofy, though, is you want to talk about torn Achilles, uh, the Baltimore Ravens have signed offensive tackle Jawan James, mm-hmm. who most recently tore his Achilles in an off-field workout f- and was released by the Denver Broncos after doing so. He's yeah. actually in the middle of a battle with the NFLPA trying to get uh, some, some money back for that. However, the Ravens signed him on a two-year deal. This year only counts to five hundred thousand on the cap, so they pretty much saved themselves to to bank on Jawan James next year right tackle for an eight million dollar hit. Uh, in the process, also re-signing Gus the Bus Edwards to a two year ten million dollar deal. I might be a Gus Edwards owner. I don't remember. I'd have to look at one. Of my I think others. you might be, and it might not be a, a bad situation. Um, I think he's on my taxi. If I'm he he's going to be the number two there now. Yeah. No, you're a Justice Hill owner. I am a Justice Hill. It's owner. not Gus Gus Edwards. It's uh, Justice Hill. I know I have one of them. Uh, former New York Giants head coach Jim Fassel has passed away today. Uh, condolences to his family, friends, and everything else there. The Tennessee Titans, among trading for Julio Jones, have also restructured Ryan Tannehill, added two voidable years to the end of his contract, going to improve eighteen million dollars in cap by doing so. That's a pretty good, uh, pretty good deal for. Titans and a team friendly deal. I believe I saw Julio was getting like 15 guaranteed this year. From that. Julio's only counting as 15 on the cap. Julio was getting a lot of money this year. Um, Julio, I think, is the is a top three paid receiver in the league. Yeah, they uh before they traded him, um, Atlanta gave him a, like a fat deal, but it was all bonus money or it was all um, signing bonus. Yeah, um, it was like 60 million in signing bonus. And news news out of Tennessee. Julio will not be wearing number eleven. Did they announce his number? Or? Uh, he hasn't yet, but they're saying AJ, AJ Brown already stated that he offered Julio number eleven, and Julio did not want it. He said, "No, it's yours. You have it." Um, I heard eight. There, I'm hearing eight as well. Going back to his Alabama number, 
Um, and also, the New Orleans Saints restructure Marcus Lattimore not doing a whole bunch, basically converting, kind of like the Stefan Diggs move just was, mm-hmm. converting uh, bonuses into direct money, or converting salary into bonus money to free up enough money to sign their draft class. So that's a little rough. Yeah. <laughs> um, some interesting news, though. We've got OTAs underway now, so we get some little tidbits we can talk about as we're going on here. Mason Rudolph says it's his goal to be the Steelers starter in 2022. That's my goal, to be a starting quarterback in this league and for my team. So either he knows that Ben Roethlisberger is retiring, or Ben's going to be pissed off again. Yeah, unless, uh, how long is he there for? Unless he's going to be a... Ben's contract's secondly up, well, I but... Mason Rudolph. No, he said his goal to start for Pittsburgh next year. Oh, okay. I thought you said for No, his, for his team, he called them. Uh, Jordan Love's first crack at the two-minute drill that we've seen... Barely gets past midfield and ends with him skying a pass over a wide open Malik Taylor's head on fourth and seven from the plus 46. Um, In case you aren't aware, Aaron Rodgers has not showed up and is officially holding out. Aaron Rodgers has left the building. Yeah. Um, And then I I did hear that uh, Blake Bortles then threw a touchdown pass on his. Did he? Yeah. Um, Coach Urban Meyer says Trevor Lawrence had some hamstring tightness today, sat out for a bit. However, comes back in and throws back-to-back pick sixes within the within a couple pa- okay not back-to-back but within a couple passes of each other after returning from the tightness. Um, I feel like there was one more big thing on the day. The the Jets are complaining about Jets reporters are already asking if Zach Wilson can save the offense with with a lack of a true running back. They haven't even touched a field yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And they haven't even seen what Michael Carter can do. Yeah, you're you're correct. I think that's about it, really, on some of the NFL news, though. So, without further ado, I say we get into this. We're going to be doing this as groupings of five. We will talk about the five, run down five players at a time. Anybody we disagree with, um, have an issue with, something like that, I'd be happy to talk about here. So, I'll start off uh, your the pro football focus top five players on their list. Starting at number one, number one, Christian McCaffrey, number two, Delvin Cook, number three, Saquon Barkley, number four, Ezekiel Elliott, number five, Derrick Henry. I will start it right off. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott has no business being in the top 15. Right, um, especially right now, considering we don't know what Zeke we're going to see. You hate to say it because he's such a talented player, but just with how he played last year and he should have been the focal point of the offense with the quarterback going down, um, just doing nothing to help his team and letting Pollard, I believe, take yep, a lot of Tony the Tony Pollard leg. did a lot. So kind of embarrassing on his part, especially for a guy who just signed a fat deal. A lot of money there. So um, I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily think I need Saquon at three, but we know that he's still a good running back, and we've seen people right. come back from those ACL injuries. Derek Henry probably my only other argument that he might go to three over Saquon and swap him. But uh, the next five on the list, pick six through ten, uh, pro football focus has Alvin Kamara, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, Tariq Hill. Personally, I, go ahead. I might scoot Tariq Hill up a couple, maybe right below Alvin Kamara. Only because we don't know what Devonta Adams is going to be dealing with at quarterback. You know what? I was going to say I, I don't think I need to have any movement here, but I think I could agree with that. I, I wouldn't necessarily even scoot him between the two. I'd probably just outright swap Adams and Hill. I don't have a problem with Devonta Adams being in my top ten, 
but I think I'd much rather have Tyreek Hill as my number one receiver. So right. I, I like I like that. I like that, Gary. Um, picks eleven through fifteen here. This is where we're gonna start getting squirrely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, Stephon Diggs, Nick Chubb, Calvin Ridley, DeAndre Hopkins. One of these things is not like the other. Yeah. I don't need Jonathan Taylor at 11. I was going to say, Jonathan Taylor's a solid running back, but he's going to split time still. Um, for whatever reason, they're huge on Naheem Hines, and they still have Marlon Mack there, so it might be a three-headed monster. We don't know. Um, J- Jonathan Taylor obviously getting a lot of the carries towards the end of the year, but we'll see what happens. I could probably immediately bump him out of my top 20. I would I'd almost, probably put him between 24, or 21 to 25. I'd almost want to put Stephon Diggs where Jonathan Taylor is, uh, move Calvin Ridley above Chubb, and then Hopkins, where Calvin Ridley was. So everyone kind of moves up one except for Chubb, who moves down. Really? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think I'd keep the Diggs, Chubb, Ridley. I should probably go Diggs, Ridley, Chubb, Hopkins, and I'd boot Jonathan Taylor completely. I don't know um, if that made sense. Chubb's going to where? Chubb's going to Hopkins. 15. Yes. Taylor's only dropping one in your scenario. Uh, picks 16 through 20. Running back Najee Harris, tight end Travis Kelsey, running back Cam Akers, tight end Darren Waller, running back Joe Mixon. Um, in terms of points, I don't necessarily know that I disagree with that. I might move Waller and Akers a little bit. I would... In terms of my own personal rating, Darren Waller's not a top 20 player. But I also dislike taking tight ends in the top 20. Yeah. I don't like taking a, t- a tight end in the first two rounds. Uh, for years, I watched too many people do it with Rob Gronkowski. This is going to be the year people are going to start doing it with Travis Kelsey, going, I need that guy. Yeah, uh, to me, Waller's like the clear-cut number three tight end. And So you've got Kittle still above yeah, him? I do, um, just for now. I, it's tough unless in, unless Trey Lance is the starter. I think he loses a little bit value, but early on I still have Kittle as the number two. Um, Kelsey obviously the number one, so I might move Waller up one to two eighteen. Yeah, to eighteen. Oh my, Loganberry <laughs> blue cheese. Nice. Um. Yeah, I might move Waller up one. Cam Akers down. Um. I might even move. I might even switch Acres with Mixon. I like Mixon's value this year. I uh, I think all I would really say about that is I'd probably bump Waller to twenty in that scenario. Um, I understand why people are going to take the tight ends. It's going to be something that I'm hoping more people are jumping on because I think I have value in the f- six to ten range of tight ends. I just still. like Waller because he uh, he helped your fantasy uh, team yeah, tremendously. But but I don't. I guess my thing, like I'm saying, is I'm not disputing that he's not going to go around that mark, and people are going to ultimately put him there. There's a difference between where I value people and average draft position. And I, I mean, I got him at a good value last year. I think I didn't. I think you got, I got him, him like, like the, the sixth. Four. You might have got him the fifth or sixth. Yeah, it was definitely like right around where you should start looking at tight ends. So it was a good value, and that's why I am a big fan of him. But I think this year people are going to. There's oh. always that classic overreact, and looks like Darren Waller might be it this year. Right. Um, picks 21 through 25, George Kittle, Justin Jefferson, Michael Thomas, Antonio Gibson, and Keenan Allen. Again, one of those kind of, one of these things do not belong. Um, mine is Antonio Gibson. I don't have a problem with him, but I don't think he was the true blue number one starter in 
Washington, and I don't necessarily think I'm going to draft him as a starter in Washington. No, especially because um, Jared Patterson's Jared there, Patterson's who they wanted. They, they have clear-cut hope for him. They have McKinnon. Um, McKissick. McKissick, I'm sorry. Um, but they like to run that type, type of offense where it's two backs. And let's see here. I like Kittle where he's at at 21. Um, I would have probably moved him up maybe a little bit more, too. Um, well, you would, you said you probably is. would have swapped Kittle and Waller anyways. Yeah, um, but it's just we're doing every five. So, uh, let's see, Justin Jefferson's good at 22. Michael Thomas is weird here because the, with the quarterback situation, if it's Jameis, I think he's good. If they roll with um, Taysom, Taysom Hill. Hill, I don't like his value. Um, if he gets hurt and if he's injury prone again the whole season, then obviously he doesn't belong in the top 20. But he's got the talent. We just – just the quarterback situation, so I think I'll leave him at twenty three. Um, yeah, I think Antonio Gibson would be the only one I'd move. Yeah, Gibson's the only one. Like Keenan Allen's getting up there in age, but Keenan Allen showed He's, a present ability to be a nice part, especially with a young quarterback yes, on the rise. Yes. Um, uh, number twenty six through thirty, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Allen Robinson, and C.D. Lamb. Um, I don't have a problem with C.D. Lamb, but I think a lot of people are going to overdraft him this year, which by all means go for it. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, I, th- I still think Amari Cooper is their number one receiver. Um, I don't necessarily need Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I, I, I agree. I was going to swap Hilaire and um, A.J. I was going to take A.J. Brown put him where Hilaire is at 26 and then take... Um, Allen Robinson and put him just above Metcalf. So I have uh, Metcalf dropping down to where Robinson is. Yeah. Um, and then, because Robinson's at 29, so I have um, Robinson going to 28, A.J. Brown going to 26. Fair enough. Um, I don't I th- really like I the- think I could put A.J. Brown, honestly, in my top 20. Not saying top 15, but probably in that 15 to 20 range and mm-hmm. make him a happy second-round pick. I think that's his production value this year. I think I think Edward Solaire is going to see a dip in production. I year. do, too, because he, They seem to not trust him. No, he didn't get all the a lot of carries. They prefer to throw... They, they, well, that was early in the year, and then they kind of took the reins off. They're like, yeah, we're going to throw more. Mm-hmm. Um, and love Rousing. The problem, the problem is, as well, with Kansas City... He, he didn't prove that he's, like, a very big receiving back. Mm-hmm. And if they're not winning, the issue there is going to be that they're pretty much going to say, okay, you know what we're going to do here? Uh, we're just going to say, yep, this is all we got. Um, I really like Allen Robinson moving up on the list for the fact that Justin Fields should be the starter, and I think he's going to have a better season with Justin Fields than he did with any quarterback he's had in the past couple seasons. Um... Number 31 through 35, Terry McLaren, Chris Carson, uh, Amari Cooper, DeAndre Swift, Chris Godwin. Uh, I'm cool with McLaren at 31. I think the only thing I would do is put DeAndre Swift higher on the list. Uh, Carson, Cooper, Godwin are all kind of those players that you see every year that are that clutter of, mm-hmm. ah, they're 50-50. Either you love them or, or you hate them. I like McLaren where he's at because I think with Fitz at quarterback, he's going to have an Elevated. And a very, very good schedule. Yes. He's going to have an elevated um, points. Um, especially, he's going to get a lot of, a lot of targets. Um, 
Anything else on this? No, I mean, you could flip-flop any of these guys because it's, like, your preference. It is. It's, not, it's preference, it's schedule. Um, I personally m- maybe would move Chris Godwin down, but and he's, that, he's number five. And that's the funny thing is, is you've got Godwin here, and you've got Mike Evans listed below him, mm-hmm. and that's that's where that's where this is going to get interesting with fantasy this year because, like, you've got some guys in this next grouping coming up where I feel like you could – Take your pick of guys slightly lower. I, and I'm not sold on Godwin this year for the fact that they drafted Jalen Darden, and they're the same type of player. Oh, mm. Godwin's much bigger though. I know, but they're the slot guy that they like to uh, they like to use. Um, thirty six through forty, DJ Moore, J.K. Dobbin, Travis Etienne, Patrick Mahomes, Deontay Johnson. Um. My first grouping, I'm not going to say anything against, actually. I, I've always liked DJ Moore's upside. Uh, Dobbin and ETN, especially in the PPR League, are going to have higher carry to them. I think, personally, ETN should move down a little bit, but he's going to be splitting carries. But if he's got that third do- or that third down back, his, his PPR value is going to be huge, is the thing. Yeah, and I, he has chemistry with Lawrence, so he's going to get the... I don't know, I just... I. It's one of those things where, like, I don't really want to touch him right now because we don't know what he's going to do in the outfield. And ultimately, here's the thing. If he has a good training camp, unfortunately, right. you're going to see him do the same exact thing that Clyde edwards Hilaire did last year, where his stock's going to go through the roof and someone's taking him in the second round, you're not going to get a shot at him anyway. So let, let that guy be the guy who takes him in the mm-hmm. second and takes the risk. Let Draft the consistent good players that you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Patrick Mahomes is here at 39, but, you know, someone's going to take him in the top or in the early second round. Mm-hmm. Someone always does that. And I think Deontay Johnson, I said this on the other show, or on a show earlier, I think Deontay Johnson really has the ability to produce more this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, picks 41 through 45, Josh Allen, Robert Woods, TJ Hawkinson, Julio Jones, Kenny Galladay. I, maybe Hawkinson behind Allen would be my only complaint. I like that grouping of receivers. If Robert I'm Woods is a great PPR guy. Being... Not or like, I'm trying not to be Homer because Josh Allen was the best fantasy player. Overall. I don't think it's being Homer. He was the best fantasy player last year. So I would probably put him higher on this list. Yes, but I mean, I guess the same thing is they're ranking it as how you're supposed to draft quarterbacks. In in a league, if you're if you're listening to this out of Buffalo, oh, Ian Rapport, breaking news: Julio Jones is wearing the number two. Oh, okay. So not eight. Not eight. Number two. Um. I know it's like the value. It's just like it's it. The thing is, if you're looking at a league outside of or that's in Buffalo, uh, your home run ability, Josh Allen's gonna be drafted in the first round, right? Most it's of gonna, the time, it's gonna happen in your. Just home accept league. it if you're looking to win a league, to not be in on Josh Allen. Um. Anything else so out of there? Um. We can leave it. I. I might flip flop. Deontay Johnson with Robert Woods. I know you're big on him, but... No, no, Deontay Johnson was was in the one before this. Oh. I mean, you could technically do that. You put Robert Woods up in the next group. Yeah, yeah, five, okay. I see what but... Okay. Um, I might move Julio up a little bit. Yeah? I might put Julio where Hawk is. Because um, I think that... Uh, like, obviously they have A.J. Brown, but now that I have Julio, he's, I think... 
they're going to use him differently than they did in Atlanta. I think he's going to get more touchdowns. Uh, I mean, fair enough. I've I know he's always the fact that they look for him deep and he just doesn't. I think get in the end zone. Um, like Tannehill likes that long ball throw, and AJ Brown does that. Second too. best in the league. So I think, although everybody mocked it, I think. I'm not going a hot take here, but I think Julio could have like six touchdowns. I don't think it's a hot take. I, th- I think that's. I think if you're Tennessee, and he has less than six, you're disappointed. Granted, right. he hasn't had more than six in quite a few years. Um, well, that's why I'm, I'm kind of considering it a hot take. I don't think it's that. I think he. We know his ability. I just think Atlanta's offense is not very good. Um, that's not a knock on Matt Ryan either, because I like Matt Ryan. I do too. Uh, 46 through 50, Mark Andrews, Mike Evans, Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, Tyler Lockett. Uh, I put Cooper Cup at 46 here. I take Mark Andrews and Jamar Chase and slide them to 49 and 50 if we're staying inside that top five. Um, Jamar Chase to me is not that high enough of an asset to have him as a number one receiver out of Cincinnati. Especially since they have two talented receivers there. One who's in the next grouping of people. And Joe Mixon. Yes. Um, not that I dislike... Jamar Chase. Uh, I, don't, I don't like Mark Andrews because he was very inconsistent last year. And we still have to wait to see how that Ravens offense is going to be. I'm moving everybody up one and putting Mark Andrews at the fifth spot. So, like, everybody shifts one. Okay. Um, pick 51 through 55. Javante Williams, Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, Tyler Boyd, Kyler Murray. If this happens, I'd be stunned to have this many running backs still available at that point in the draft. Um, I know why Josh Jacobs is where he is. He already had a limited role in PPR leagues with being a pass catcher and bringing Kenyon Drake in hurts his value. Um, Miles Sanders is there because of... Kenneth Gainwell? Not even Gainwell. They've, They've brought running backs in there, but their line couldn't block well last year. Javante Williams is kind of the question mark of that group. I hate putting rookies this high because we just don't know. I think I'd put Kyler Murray higher than all of them. I think I'd put Kyler Murray at that 51 spot, but that's really that's about that right spot for for that grouping. Yeah, I mean, I think I would put Jacobs over Javante Williams for now. I'd agree with that, too. I, I, you know what? I think I'd put Kyler Murray up. I'd swap Kyler Murray and Javante Williams. Yeah, to me, Javante Williams is in the... Five, is the bottom part of that. He's the fifth, yeah. So I would definitely, I, I would, I would agree with that. I think I could, I could comfortably say I'd do that. Uh, picks fifty six through sixty, Lamar Jackson, Cortland Sutton, Dak Prescott, David Montgomery, and Miles Gaskin. Um, yikes! Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, Dak goes up. Yeah, I think Dak, Dak and Lamar switch places. I think Dak could be even higher on this list. I do too. I think Dak and Lamar switch places. Um, I think Montgomery and Sutton switch places. Um, I don't necessarily need Miles Gaskin in that spot. Did um, Chicago draft a running back off the top? No. Late they got... um, Who did they get late? Khalil Herbert? Out of Virginia Tech? No. There's no huge threat. Um, I liked Khalil Herbert. He's yeah, a nice right. receiving back, but the problem I had with Khalil Herbert going there is he's very, very similar to Tariq Cohen, who's coming back from yeah, the right. ACL. Uh, 
Yeah, I would agree. Maybe switch Dak and Lamar. I took a shot on Lamar last year. I think I took him in like the third or the fourth. You took him in the third. Because uh, I'm like, uh, he's reigning MVP. Maybe he has the same season. He didn't. It didn't really hurt me that bad because I still made the finals anyway. But uh, I won't be doing that again. I just, It was one of those risk-reward kind of things. Fair enough. Um, 61 through 65. This is going to get interesting here, Gary. Because um, I know that at least three of these guys I'm pretty sure you're big fans of. Uh, Brandon Ayuk. Raheem Mostert, Kyle Pitts, Kareem Hunt, Adam Thielen. I think I'm switching Thielen and Hunt. I think I'm putting Pitts where Mozart is, and I'm leaving Ayuk at the one. Um, so, I'm leaving Thielen where he is due to his age and the fact that he had, he struggled with injury last year. I'm swapping Mozart and Hunt, and the, I'm going Ayuk, Hunt, Pitts. The only reason I'm switching Hunt is because they drafted that one kid, Felton, and they're like, oh, yeah, he's a running back. So he might get carries, and they might do the three-headed monster there. I think they, but they, even so, they did that last year with Hunt and um, Chubb there. But if, if that kid's getting more yards than Hunt, because Chubb's is the clear, I don't, I, clear number one. They both produce is the problem. I so. know, but if that kid's like, hey, I'm chunking off 30-yard gains over Hunt, I'm, just, I'm I'm saying hypothetically, you know what I mean? That's just that's my thinking. Uh, sixty six through seventy, we're almost at the end of this already here. Yeah. Um, Chase Claypool, Odell Beckham Jr., T. Higgins, Dallas Godert, Justin Herbert. Claypool goes to the back of the line. Uh, Claypool goes to sixty nine. Hmm. Beckham goes to seventy. Herbert goes up from seventy to sixty six. Um, I think I'm moving Herbert to sixty nine. I'm switching. What did we go? What did we finish at? Seventy. Yes. I'm taking Odell, switching him to seventy. I'm going to go Herbert where Odell is, and then move Godert down one as well. I thought you were putting Herbert at sixty-nine. You said. Oh, I'm sorry, sixty-nine. So. Is Higgins I, is Higgins your first guy in this? I'm gonna take Higgins one. Higgins sixty six. I'm gonna move Herbert to two. Okay, sixty seven. Um, Godert at sixty eight. I'm gonna put Godert at four. Which okay, sixty eight. And then. Um, so who's ahead, Claypool or Beckham? Who gets sixty seven? Or sixty eight? I'll go with Claypool. Claypool at sixty eight, and then Beckham at seventy. Yeah. Um, I mean, we know you're not a big Odell fan, so. No, and they said I. I heard a rumor that he's not doing well. Um, the, Although, and this is something I talked to you about via text earlier, uh, anybody who's looking for a dark horse tight end option, Buffalo Bills tight end Dawson Knox has, go, has gone to a doctor to work on muscles in his eyes. Working, and this is the wildest thing I've ever seen, they have a ping pong jugs machine. Hmm. You know what the jugs machine obviously yeah, is, right. haven't played college ball. Anybody yeah. who, uh, that's not listening, basically it just it rapid fires balls at you. Mm-hmm. Um, usually of the football variety. This ping pong jugs machine goes into the air and just sky high sends ping pong balls. Obviously, tougher to find. Yeah. <laughs> tougher to figure out what their drop rate's going to be because they they're super balls. light. No, they wanted to do it because it's smaller. And about wiffle balls. But that that would work, I guess, too. Uh, Dawson Knox has been going to this doctor after seeing that Odell Beckham has been going to this doctor for the same thing to work on his hand-eye coordination. Hmm. So Beckham is working to try to be a better receiver now. Uh, We'll see about that. 
We'll see if any of this is correct. It's, it's meant for a baseball. Another quick thing I did see is uh, Dable is high on Matt Breda right now. Until he fumbled today in practice. Yeah, but they, they liked his, uh, his work ethic. I like it too. Uh, the final five we'll do for this episode, uh, because we could probably go all night, but it's going to start sounding like babble after a while if it doesn't already. Um, 71, Russell Wilson. 72, Jerry Judy. 73, DJ Chark. 74, Mike Davis. 75, Chase Edmonds. I'm telling you first and foremost, if rankings come out and Edmonds and Davis are in the 70s, I'm waiting on my running back too. Yeah. All day. Because I will get both of them at some point in round five and six happily. Um... They should be much higher on this list, but I don't know if I'd jump them ahead of any of these five, actually. I might switch Judy and Shark now with a better quarterback in Jacksonville. Um, See, I think... I like Mike Davis, where he's at. I think Judy's going to take that second-year leap that receivers oftentimes do, especially the fact that he doesn't have to necessarily be the number one anymore. I think he's going to be better against lesser coverage. I might also switch Edmonds and Robbie Anderson. Different. Uh, I know Anderson's I, next. I know they're next. It's just tough because, like, we we're cutting it at five. And it's yeah. like. We could have technically chunked him at tens, but then it's just going to sound even more hectic when we're trying to figure out who goes where. I would, I don't know. I would move Edmonds out of the 70. I'm sitting here looking at these, these top hundreds, though, right now, the early rankings, and I'm just envisioning how strong of a team I can put together because there's so many names up here that I still don't buy in on. Um, I mean, just off looking at this right now. Zeke is way too high in this list. Jonathan Taylor in the top 11 is something I don't necessarily need. I think that's an overreaction. Um, You're going to get get someone going, give me Trevor Lawrence in the third round. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm not going a tight end in the top two, so let that that be three tight ends in the top two rounds. That makes me happier. The way I do it, like this is a little inside trick here. My first pick is either going to be a receiver or running back, depending on the board falls, and then I will go next pick, receiver, running back. So, it, like, my first four picks are receiver, running back, receiver, running so back, if that makes sense. It, it is, but I tend to do it this way. Um, if I'm late in the first, if I'm late in the first, I'm going running back, running back. Anybody who's listening right now, there's my strategy. Like, if I'm pick eight, I'm and to... I can get Aaron Jones or Austin Eckler at one and Nick Chubb at two, I know I'm going to have one of the top running back tandems in the league. My, like... My thing is, is like, early on in my fantasy career, I tended to always have strong receivers or always have strong running backs. So I've, I've been trying to balance. So it I out. guess my thing though is, even looking at that, if like if we're gonna go eight eighth out of, out of a twelve team league, excuse me, and you can go Aaron Jones or Austin Eckler, your reverse, you're gonna be picking seventeen. You can go Cam Makers, Joe Mixon. Yep. So if you're going Eckler Mixon. Get to 24. It also depends on who's drafting early, too. But so your your next pick of the next round there, if Allen Robinson slides, you can have Allen Robinson as your number one or A.J. Brown. If you have to go with the best available, you might be looking Terry McLaren or Chris Godwin as your number one receiver, which isn't a bad option with, so that, like, ru- with that running back side. In, like, our league last year, I picked – I was picked 12. Yeah. And they have Stephon Diggs ranked as – 12. And Nick like, Chubb's at 13. Yeah, so... That, but then again, that might be where you say F running backs and go Diggs-Ridley and or, have what might be two Diggs top Hopkins five. or... Yeah, that, I mean, that would even be... Or, um... Because I don't think Diggs would be there. Like, obviously in our league because we're in Buffalo. Yes. So for me, it would probably be like... Ridley-Hopkins. Ridley-Hopkins or Ridley... 
I mean, Najee Harris is there. I don't really want Najee that high. But, I mean, that's your thing. So, if that's the way that you're going. Maybe I'd scoop down to go Wrigley, Justin Jefferson. Because the next are tight ends are Wrigley, Joe Mixon. You know what I mean? So, you could, like, you could like overdraft a couple of these. Absolutely. These guys. I'm not taking Waller. If, if you wanted to get that ballsy, and let's say the, the board does fall, though, where, where quarterbacks aren't overvalued, mm-hmm. you could be going Diggs, Ridley. And then, like. Mahomes, J.K. Dobbins. Or and Mahomes. My next pick would be like 24. It's, no, 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 no. So you go 12, 13, and then you go 36, yeah. 37. Let's see here. So like the uh, the value I would have there is DJ Moore, J.K. Uh, Dobbins, Etn. So this and then like Patrick Mahomes is here. That's what. Obviously, I'm... I'd skip out on Patrick Mahomes. Um, they're saying Josh Allen's here. Josh Allen won't be there. That's where I could be like, oh, Josh Allen. You know what I mean? Yeah, but At that's that what, but that's what I'm saying. Values, but thirty six, thirty seven. Let's say I, I took two receivers with um, Ridley and Hopkins or Diggs. It depends. About probably not in our league. Let's see here. This is one of those things where, and, and it's we'll, we'll start to touch on, I'm a very big follower of projected value above replacement. Um, I'd and, still probably go receiver because the running back pool is still like deeper later on. So I'd go like a flex with like DJ Moore. That's where I could go. I wouldn't, I wouldn't really go Mahomes here. I would not go Deontay Johnson either. Maybe Robert Woods. Regardless, though, it's it's we're like we'll talk about with like the fantasy black book with Joe Pizzapia that we talk about that we'll break it down into twelve person tiers and we'll show you the average points between all twelve players and what percentage above that average you are. That's that's a big factor into it. So if you're looking at your ability here, and let's say you're weighing out the fourth tight end in the top twelve, or you're already into into running back twos here, yeah, is is tight end number four, maybe he's only 3% higher than your average because with a tight end being so skewed, the top three are going to be all 20 to 30% higher. Mm-hmm. Is he only 4% higher than the average points for that top 12? Whereas you might have running back two, mm-hmm. number two, who's 15 points higher than the next available. Yeah. So that's something we'll discuss. I'll teach that to you guys, but I think that's enough for today. Um, we will be back this at the end of this week. Uh, Gary, you and I are going to do our first mock draft live on the air. Uh, we'll jump in yeah, we'll a mock like a draft form, and uh, we'll do that. But, guys, Gary, unless you've got something you want to close out with. No, uh, check out some of our other podcasts on the Tiki Tribe. Uh, Tiki Tribe production, Spread Those Wings, Chicken Wing Podcast. we got Hall 2 Goes there. It's one of those ones, if you're offended easily, don't listen to it. It's kind of like a lot of... A lot of um, Toilet talk, I guess. The the same type of situation, but uh, dropping officially on Friday our debut episode. Um, we're out here looking at talking trash. Um, thanks to our, what, 11, 12,000 listeners? We have 11,000 listeners on this show, hopefully growing. Guys, tell a friend to tell a friend that Gary and Kyle got your back to win your money this year. Yep. But until next time, guys, keep on looking for those fantasy beasts. I'll show you exactly where to find them.